Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today's podcast is a clip from the King's Table episode, and it was really fun because I actually had to join the episode late, and when I came in, they were talking about a subject that I just love. If you've followed this podcast for any amount of time, you'll know that you know, the family unit and why we do what we do is so important. There's this entire attack on, you know, masculinity and, and all the issues of, uh, the stuff that's going on in the world and, you know, feminism and all these things that are happening. And really, I don't think that you can blame a lot of people for the issues that are here. And this is really great because in the podcast, I jumped in at a time where the guys were talking about what has happened to men. Why are men not stepping up? Why are men not leading their families? What's going on in the world today? And it was just a conversation that I was really easy uh, plugged into, and it was just a ton of fun. So I'd like to encourage you as we're talking about this, head on over to the King's Table on YouTube. That's the only place that we're airing this podcast. It's myself, Matty Aitchison, Aaron Amuchastegui, and Ashish Nathu. And already the feedback on this podcast has been so amazing. Head on over to YouTube search the King's table. But for now, here's a six minute clip from the episode itself. I hope you enjoy it. There's a lot of insight into, you know, what's really going on in America. And one of the things that I loved that the guys asked, you know, what's the solution to this? And one of the things that I said in the episode was, we don't need to change an entire country. We just need to change ourselves. We need to change families. It all starts with making the impact in our inner circle and in our own houses first. And then ultimately, entire countries can be changed that way. But we don't need to try to change an entire country at once. We just need to look at our own households. We need to look at our own businesses. We need to look at our own families and see what we can do on a daily basis. So let's get into the episode. And again, head on over to YouTube. Do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast over there. We're really excited about it. We want to hear your guys' feedback. We want to hear your comments. Go subscribe go like it and share it with somebody. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. What she started us with, because you have no idea what we've been talking about, was this concept of as America's prosperity has gone up, life has gotten crappier. The wealthier we get, the least healthy, the more overweight. And we shared a quick story about you know, how every three generations essentially goes from someone being poor to wealthier to super wealthy to the kids losing all the money and being poor again and kind of comparing that to the U.S. Uh, political stuff. You know, it, it's interesting because I don't know if you guys heard the Tucker Carlson interview on the All In. Did you guys hear that? that that's, that's what this is about. I, yeah. Mikey, well, I literally framed the entire conversation on that because I thought it was so powerful. What, a, what an amazing conversation to jump into the middle of. But if you look at what the real problem is, um, if you just, when he made the, so Tucker made the comment about Japan, which I thought was so interesting because I've been to Ch- Japan and it's one of the greatest countries ever. And there's two correlations there. I mean, there was a financial part of that conversation where, you know, the U.S. Central Bank, we're actually of all the seven central banks, like there's actually three of them that are in a worse position than we are when it comes to debt to GDP. 
And so there's three central banks that we're not even, we're not even there yet. And Japan is obviously one of them. And when Tuck, when Tucker was making this comment, like so many people talk from a financial perspective about Japan and their, you know, debt to GDP and stagflation and everything that's going on there. But when you go there, their society is so much more structured than it is here. And you just see it like literally you're walking down the street and none of the bikes are chained up because people don't steal. There's like, they have morals and ethics and values. And so, you know, you can look at it from a financial perspective, which is one conversation, but then you look at it from the other side and Tucker made such an interesting comment. He said, well, that's what happens when you take all of the high testosterone men and, and you, and they fly themselves into, into warships. Aircraft carriers. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the evolution in the United States, and I don't think they really touched on this, but if you look at just the history of the U S and the breakdown of the family unit. So when, when we got drug into the world war, which was the same thing, it was Japan, right? That basically drug us into that. So it was all their high testosterone men that drug us into this war that we didn't want to be into. And now everybody's bitching all the time about the United States and how we have our nose and everything. But if you go back 70 years, 80 years ago, however long it was, they had to drag us into this war. We're like over here minding our own business. We don't want anything to do with the world's problems. And now we're the complete opposite US. But if you look at that whole time, so we were not prepared for war. We had just came out of the industrial revolution and we sent all of our men overseas and women had to become the head of the household. And not only did they become the head of the household, they had to start go working. They had to start working in factories to keep up with all the manufacturing. And so that, I think that that was the beginning of the breakdown of the family, the, like the nuclear family in the United States. And even before that, if you look at generations of thousands of years, like families live together and Ash, you can speak to this, like families everywhere, like they lived together and they stayed together and they supported each other. And that was like the breakdown, I think, for the United States where um, everything started to kind of unravel. Men went away, women started working. And even when we came back, like we were in this age of like just boom, it was like a boom era. And people started moving from wherever they lived with their family units to you know, suburbia and they wanted to be in cities. And it started this whole progression of the breakdown of the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And so like husbands and wives moved away and they only see the grandparents once a year. And then the kids start seeing all of that. And so to answer your question, what I think is really interesting and even the conversation, what a great place to enter a conversation, by the way. Yeah, Mike, you just plugged you into the Welcome source. Welcome to the baby. party, baby. So I think about you know, the young men and what they've grown up with. So I grew up without a father and, you know, many guys in GoBundance, like we, we've got Mike here, but, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and really successful people had some sort of breakdown in their family that they said, this ends with me mm. and we get intentional and we start saying, I'm not going to be the father that's not present. I'm not going to be the husband that's not present. I'm not going to be the abusive husband. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be with my children. And so we start working toward a life that's different, but a lot of young men today grew up in a family that even if the family unit was together, they didn't see a model that they want to mirror. So I think there's two parts to this problem. Number one, it's the fabric that they grew up in. They were not raised by a strong father and they don't know how to be a father. And they're scared shitless because they're saying like, I don't know how to be a dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't, this is in our DNA, by the way. It doesn't, like we're programmed to be good. 
you know, a thousand years ago, there wasn't, everybody's read what to expect when you're expecting. And we have, you know, prenatal classes and we get to go learn how to breathe. I mean, back in the day, they just did that shit. Like they didn't have to learn how to have a kid. And when Kara and I left the hospital with Dylan, I'll never forget looking at Kara, scared shitless. I'm 21, Kara's 20. And we've got this little baby. And I told Kara, I said, I had to go through more blue tape, red tape to get my driver's license than I had to, to for the hospital to release me and take my kid home. There's no manual on this. And I think that the guys in this generation are scared shitless to be men because they don't know how to be men. I think that's one problem. And then when you think of the current, by the way, I'm an optimist on our future. I think the United States, I think we're going to figure it out. I'm an optimist on humanity. I think we're going to figure this out. But I think when that same group of people that are scared shitless to be dads and to be husbands, when they look at the, the world that's ahead of them, they're like, I'm not bringing a kid into this bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the two real problems at the end of the day. I love it. Mike's an optimist. I didn't. I did not think that the way that Mike's always talking here about the world coming to an end and none of this stuff matters. Like I did not think he was going to say I'm an optimist for the future of the U.S. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.